Hi, dear listener. Zach here. I'm proud of the work we did on Call of Discovery and Keyforge Public Radio, and last year I took my love of podcasts full-time with my company, Rooster High Productions. If you know someone with a business who wants to broadcast their expertise through podcasts and derived social media marketing, send them my way to Zach at RoosterHigh.com. Thank you so much. Hello and welcome to Call of Discovery, the podcast where we celebrate Keyforge, its community, and of course, most importantly, the excitement of discovery. I am still somehow here nearly a year later as your host, Ed Pocock, and today we are going to do a second first look at mass mutation. And I must apologise here because at the beginning of our last First Look episode, I said I've been teaching myself, I'm not going to say mass mutations once, and I proceeded to say mass mutations through the entire episode. So once again, drinking game, count how many times I say mass mutations and not mass mutation during this podcast. For those of you wondering where Zach is, Zach will be back very soon. So if you haven't joined us for a first look episode before, definitely go back and check out the first one. What these are is my first experience of a new set. And I really mean first experience because I've been trying my best to live under a rock for the last few months and uh, shun all of these mass mutation spoilers, not look at anything so that I can have the kind of discovery that I like to have where the decks come, I open the first one and I've never seen these cards before. So I want to share with you that experience if you are someone like Zach who has been really looking through all of those spoilers and really seeking to understand them, then I hope that you enjoy a sense of discovery with me by hearing me kind of hear about these cards and and do my first takes on them. And I'm sure you can laugh along as I make some completely outlandish suggestions about some of these cards. Um, If you're like me and you haven't seen Mass Mutations before, either because you're coming back to Keyforge, because you're new to Keyforge, or because you just don't like to look at the spoilers, well, then you are also in the right place to discover things organically. So I have to say, whereas our last first look was truly my first experience of the set, I played about 10 games now, and I've opened six decks. So I've seen a number of the cards, but I think a lot of the cards in here are still going to be completely new to me. And uh, I'm excited about that. My first experiences of this set have been amazing fun, I have to say. And I was really jarred by the fact that in every single game we played, both decks were in it. There were swings, there were all the kind of Keyforge merriment you could want. But both decks were in it. It got to that end end game, and you know it was one or two things that 
that flipped it to to one deck or the other. I really like that. And, you know, that's probably not something we had with Call of the Archons for all of its strengths. It wasn't a particularly balanced set. You could open a deck that was wildly different to another one. So I really like that about this. And I'm also getting the feeling that there's going to be a lot to chew on here, that some of these cards, they need to be learnt. Some of these decks, they need to be learnt. It's going to really reward people going in and looking at their decks a little bit deeper and maybe not relying on SAS quite as much. And I think that has got to be healthy for the game because it means that the Archons that have that depth of understanding of the game can really discover things anew in their collections all the time, which is a very, very exciting place to be. Uh, I have to share the story of my first ever game with Mass Mutation. And uh, I played against the deck that we opened in the last first look and I opened a new deck to play myself and I didn't look at it I didn't look at the card I didn't look at anything about it I just kind of flipped it over I shuffled it and I picked up a hand and sitting in that hand was none other than our friendly neighbourhood, Niffle Kong. Of course, I'd heard of the gigantic creatures, so I knew kind of what to expect with those. But nothing prepared me for the, the feeling of getting it out on the table and the look of my partner as I played It's Coming on the, on the first turn. Of course, not going first, but on the first turn. I played It's Coming. I got both halves of Niffle Kong out and then three Niffle Apes all in one turn uh, I was also shocked Niffle Kong stayed on the board for the entire game so really put in a solid workload both throwing Niffle Apes at the opponent to get a real kind of mishmash of benefits but also then just acting as a real kind of spot removal just you know you've got this huge creature you can just throw it into anything your opponent puts out that you don't particularly like and it stays there I was really shocked at how effective these were and maybe that was partly due to the lack of spot removal in our first look deck in, in the last episode. But yeah, it bodes well for these cards and the ease of playability. But without further ado, we are not here to talk about Niffle Kong. However cool Niffle Kong is, we are here to talk about this lovely Keyforge deck that I have got right in front of me. So appreciating these side opening decks once more. Here we go. Oh wow, okay, so we've got one of the, we've got the returning house here, we've got Sanctum, we've got Logos, and we've got Sarian. These Archons, they're getting strange, they're getting strange. This one looks like a cannon with arms, which is odd, but I love the name. It is Paisley Tango Minofoot. So Tango the deck is also a lovely tango-y orange colour. And let's go. Let's go. So I'm really looking forward to coming together with Zach in a little while and sort of sharing our thoughts on the new set as I suppose I discover it anew and Zach's probably been more part of the community in the discussions of, well, how powerful are things going to be? What's What, what are things going to look like? So first of all, we've got our Sarian lineup and this is a monument to Octavia. Okay, so really leaning into the Roman dinosaur theme here. I love that idea. Of course, Julius Caesar, some of those famous Romans were obsessed with having monuments to themselves 
absolutely everywhere. So uh, this certainly makes sense. And uh, I think we know that Brad Andrews, the the ex-designer of Keyforge, was a huge fan of Latin history. So this makes sense indeed. This is, of course, an artifact. It's location traded and it has an action ability. A friendly creature captures one. If Cornison Octavia, which I guess is another card in this deck, is in your discard pile, that creature captures two instead. Okay, so hmm, a capture one or a capture two whenever you play Sarian, it's not bad. It's probably not a high target artifact, so it might stay on board and do a lot of work. I like those kind of cards, the ones that fly under the radar. They probably get just as much, if not more, impact than some of those showstopper cards that most people like to see. And the next one, wow, this is Amphora Captura. I don't even know if this is Latin, but yeah, it makes sense. So we've got an enhance with six different icons here. So I think we're going to be getting lots and lots of lovely pips of amber damage and draw icons in our deck here. Uh, just a reminder, enhance is a new thing where you have a card with enhance in your deck, then it's going to spread these different icons across different cards in your deck. They might all appear on one card. They might appear across a number of different cards in an entirely random way. I think I shared in our last first look, I love this. I think it's super Keyforge and it's going to make me buy lots of lovely Mass Mutations decks. So Amphora Captura has all of these icons on it. So off this one card, we are essentially getting two amber pips, two card draw, and two damage icons, which I think, you know, if we were looking at this and it was all on one card, we would think, wow, this card is amazing. So it's really no different. It might be spread out across the deck, and maybe that's beneficial because we have cards like uh, Infernus that want all of the amber to be on one card so that they can uh, really dock you for using fertility charts or whatnot so actually having it spread out i think is a really powerful powerful effect and yeah i'm looking forward to seeing seeing this in action but i'm imagining that those decks with three or more and four a captura i love saying that are going to do really well so it says when resolving a bonus icon you may choose to resolve it as a capture bonus icon instead okay so we're going to give you lots of bonus icons and if you prefer to capture then you might as well it doesn't have to be sorry in turn i really like this card i think this is a really fun one next we have Sagittarius Gaze. Okay, this is an action card. It's got an amber pip on it. It's got an enhance icon for another damage. And it says, play exalt a damaged creature. So you get an amber for putting an amber on a creature. Hmm. I'm not sure about this one. I guess, you know, you're probably going to find a damaged creature because you've got enough damage icons in this deck already somewhere. Yeah, maybe the best time to play this is when you don't have any damaged creatures. Maybe you want to have Amber on your creatures. Uh, I think this is a very dependent card on the other stuff you've got in your deck. I like it in certain situations, um, but then I don't really like situational cards. So I think this is going to be an interesting one, but I love the art on this. It is a feathered dinosaur, of course. Yeah, we know now that most dinosaurs were feathered. I'm sorry, Jurassic Park, you maybe haven't aged quite so well. And uh, the dinosaur is there with a bow and arrow and is about to fire down, down Sagittarius' gaze. Oh, and we have a double Perfectus Ludo. We like Perfectus Ludo very much. 
and a monument to Ludo as well. Okay, so this monument thing, clearly a theme here in Saurian. This is the first Saurian set I've opened within Mass Mutation. This is another artifact, of course, and it has an action ability, move one amber from a creature to the common supply. If Perfectus Ludo is in your discard pile, move two from that creature to the common supply instead. Okay, so I'm immediately looking back at Sagittarius Gaze and going, I like this a lot more now. So I can put an amber on something and I can immediately put it in the common supply. Hmm... That's good. That's good. And of course, with two Perfectus Ludos, you know, there's not going to be much damage from that anyway. So we've got a lot of Exalt protection going on in this deck. I like that a lot. Next up, we have a huge beast. I don't know why, but all dinosaurs bigger than a certain amount are beasts. This is Galatops. Galatops? We'll go with Galatops. It has a enhanced bonus icon on it it's a card draw uh, always welcome 12 power and it only deals four damage when fighting so these ones can be pretty good if we need to have a huge creature on board for any particular reason that's never a bad thing obviously getting the card draw icons nice but if yeah if this one's the one that's exalted, then you know I, I'm quite happy with that being the case. I think we're going to find more uses for this card as we dive through the deck. And the next one, oh, I'm loving this art. This is Defense Initiative, and there is a Saurian in a toga with a monocle planning something through some kind of spheres in a circle. I don't know what any of this means, but it's got a capture one and a card draw enhanced mechanics on it so instantly in this deck this is going to be quite a nice card i quite like having these enhanced pips on action cards the reason being i'm more likely to see those action cards again sooner i'm more likely not to have those action cards on boards they're certainly not artifacts they're going to go straight in my discard pile and all the more likely they're going to sort of return again. I'm going to see them twice. So, you know, this might be to say, well, you're going to capture two amber a game. You're going to capture two cards a game. And, you know, we got Logos here. So clearly there's going to be some hand management going on. I'm going to be seeing more things. So the more that this can happen, I think the better. Anyway, Defense Initiative is an action. It says play, water creature. You may exalt that creature if you exalt it, ward each of its neighbours. Okay, so we've got more things to exalt. And of course, we you know, our exalt's pretty safe with all of these different Ludos on the board. So I really like this. Even without the Ludos, I really do quite like this. I mean, ward in Worlds Collide was such a strong thing. Yeah, it was so difficult to, to remove creatures from the game for a start, but let alone to remove warded creatures. So... So this is great. The only caveat I have to this is that with all of these lovely damage icons swimming around, Ward might not be quite the force it once was. And we have another one of these hybrids. It is a Demiosaurus. So I'm not sure, maybe this is a demon. It looks like a demon, Demio. It's a de it's the AE symbol. So Deo, Deos, Demo, Demosaurus. Demosaurus, yeah, we'll go with that. It's a mutant dinosaur anyway, and it's four power. I think is all of these are. 
play. You may exalt Deimosaurus. If you do, deal three damage to a creature. Ah, well, that's nice. We are just talking about how nice exalt is in this deck. Destroyed, steal one. Okay, so I can really just pile this one up. It's not going to be a high impact. It's not going to be a high target card for the opponent because they don't want to get rid of it because I'm going to steal one unless they've got no amber. And here's Octavia. Conician. Conician Octavia is a five power, one armor dinosaur soldier with action capture two. Hmm. It's big. It captures whenever it wants to. I do quite like that. And the fact that we can take that captured amber and return it to the common supply as well, I think is rather nice indeed. And we have a Consul Primus. Okay, this is a three power creature. It's a dinosaur politician. And, uh, a consul, of course, in Rome was the when with the height of Roman democracy before Julius Caesar came and knocked it all down. Was the utmost the the top field that someone could get in Rome. So it was the Roman prime minister. They elected these once every year, so they had a quick turnover. But clearly, consul primus is making the most of its time in office in this card by writing something very interesting in a mysterious blue ink. We have a dinosaur politician, of course. It has an enhanced capture one, and it has a reap effect. Move one amber from a creature to another creature. Okay, so we can start moving stuff from Octavia across to our big, big beast Galatops. I like this a lot. And then, of course, we can get rid of it using our Ludos. Beware the Ides. Mmm. Uh, we have an Amber Pip. It's an action. Deal 23 damage to a creature in the center of its controller's battle line. Leader hate much? Wow. Okay. The art on this is quite stunning. There is a, a dinosaur and a toga, and there's another one attacking it with a dagger behind it. So I'm, I'm imagining this is probably something about the downfall of Caesar. Um, but I love it. Deals 23 damage to a creature. Gosh. Well, spot damage. Always welcome. Ooh. And we're on to Sanctum. And by that sound, it's a very interesting Sanctum lineup indeed. For this is the Sanctum leader. Hmm. The Mad Prophet Gizzleheart. When you think Sanctum Leader, you think it's going to be some huge knight. So I love that they're really kind of building on Sanctum and subverting what you expect from Sanctum here. This is quite something. It's a four power, three armor creature. We know from creatures with two or more armor that they are increasingly difficult to get rid of. It's very nice. And it says... Whilst Mad Prophet Gizzleheart is in the centre of your battle line, it gains action. Fully heal each non-mutant creature. Hmm? We know that Sanctum is not a fan of mutants, so that makes sense. Gain one amber for each creature healed this way. Oh, Sanctum, you might have just made healing a fun mechanic. Wow, okay, this is... This is going to be one we need to play with, I think, to get a better understanding of how long does it stay that. Of course, these leaders are quite difficult to get into the center of their battle line. And with cards like Beware the Ides in a common spot, hmm, 
are they going to stick around? But I really like this. I also like the fact that yeah, I'm getting some serious cult vibes here. A mad prophet. You know, Sanctum's gone from being this knight of valor to, well, some mad cult. This is absolutely brilliant. Hmm. And add some more depth of flavor to them. Okay, next up we got shoulder armor. We know what this does. We know what this is. We've seen this before, but it has an extra amber on it. So it's got an amber and it's got a amber capture icon as well, which is very nice to see. And next up we have bring low. It is an action that gives you an amber pip and it has an enhance with a capture one. I mean, already these actions with an amber and a capture one they're not bad. That's quite nice when you think about it. You know, you're capturing one and you're gaining one all at the same time. Uh, but his playability is great. Play, capture all but five of your opponent's amber distributed among any number of friendly creatures. Mmm. So, interesting. This is a really nice synergy with some of our Saurian cards because the moment that's on my side of the board, it's going to be quite difficult for the opponent to get it back with that Monument of Ludo and those two Perfectus Ludos there. I really, really like this. It's giving me a bit of Doorstep to Heaven vibes here as well. Doorstep to Heaven being that Call of the Archons card where your opponent loses everything apart from their, 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 their last five of their Amber realistically that's nice i'm also glad that the enhanced capture one is not on this card because that would be a massive anti-synergy barrister joya enemy creatures cannot reap i like this i liked this in age of ascension i think this is going to be just as impactful now it's also it's not a card that's a massive priority for your opponent they might think oh god you know i need to stop your my opponent from doing these things so first so it might be a card that ends up doing a lot more work in the background than any of us realize in a really difficult to yeah difficult to to get a kind of tangible value on way i like this card a lot and we have the gray rider back again i like this card a lot lot this was one of my favorite cards in age of ascension i'm really pleased to have it back um i think this one does a lot of a lot of work, puts in a lot of work, certainly acts as a bit of a spot removal and we've got enough big creatures in here, I think for this one to, to do its job very nicely. We have the Seeker of Truth. Okay, this is a three power, one armor creature. It says fight, you may fight with a friendly non-sanctum creature. Ooh, okay. So Sanctum getting in on a bit of the house cheating here. I'm, I'm getting this sense. You know, we've got the Grey Rider you may ready and fight with. We've got Secret Truth you may ready and fight with. I like this a lot, particularly when we have two houses of, well, generally larger creatures in, in the lineup. This is very welcome indeed. Next up, we have General Exalvador. General Exalvador. This is a four power, two armor human knight creature. And it says enhance two amber. I mean, instantly you've got a four power, two armor creature with oh, capture two. You know, Charette is a capture three, which is four power with no armor. Um, so I think I think this is quite a nice one, really. Um, it's it's a it's a Sanctum Knight that sticks around and it puts two capture in your deck. The Charette might be good for taking your opponent off a key. 
realistically, if you're just kind of capturing a little bit here, a little bit there, a little bit here, a little bit there, it's the same effect. And it's probably going to be more spread out on your board. And we know boards are bigger these days. So whereas your charrette becomes a, a big target the moment that you, you put it out, I think this is, this is the way forward. Font of the eye, we have an artifact here. It's not common to get these artifacts at common. So this is an interesting one. Uh, Amber Pip and an enhanced capture one. We have an Omni ability. If an enemy creature was destroyed this turn, a friendly creature captures one. Well, it's going to be quite frequent that an enemy's destroyed, particularly when you have a deck that wants to maybe kind of stay on board. So... I quite like that. That's quite nice. We've got a few things in Sanctum that want to fight. So this is giving a bit more benefit from that. Obviously, once this Amber's captured, well, we might be able to get it off to the common supply anyway. We've got a Bulwark. I've seen this one before. This is, I know, the mutated Bulwark from the first set. Um, four power, one armor, Assault 2. And each of Bulwark's neighbors gains Assault 2 as well. Hmm. Yeah, it's all right. It's quite nice. I mean, Sanctum seems to want to fight a bit more in this set. So, yeah, this, this works. We've got now three of the same one. Oh, wow. Okay. We have three Ardent Heroes. And this is a creature with four power and taunt. And it cannot be dealt damage by mutant creatures or creatures with power five or higher. Oh, this is fun. Okay, so we can really put some stuff behind our ardent heroes and uh, cause the opponent a few headaches. Okay, I really like this. This is an interesting one. We're seeing a lot of mutant creatures, I think, in this set. So, so this might be effective here. Probably slightly less effective against some of the earlier sets, but actually that power five or higher alone means that really Brobnar or Saurian isn't going to be able to deal with my lineup, which... Um, a lot of decks are going to have those things and this is going to be, I think, a card that maybe goes under the radar but does quite a good job of protecting things. Oh gosh! We have two leaders in this deck. This is the first deck I've ever opened with two leaders in it. I don't know how common this is for, 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 for you all, so please do let us know if you've opened a deck with two or three leaders. I think that would be really interesting. This is Zen, 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 Zenic. Of course, a sick joke trying to make me pronounce that on a podcast. Um, it comes almost as if with by fate with a enhanced draw icon. It's it's of course the leader that we know and love from the last set. So the one thing I will say about this is having two leaders is maybe not the best in terms of they're probably going to be fighting for that middle of the battle line. Um, but then, you know, realistically, am I going to have both out at the same time? I'm not sure. So that's quite nice. Sloppy lab work. We've seen this one before. Discombobulator. We've seen this one before, but a nice bit of steel hate here. You know, this deck's not stealing much, but the opponent decks might be. So sticking this discombobulator on that large Saurian creature, Galatops, could be a really good one. Couple of Titan Engineers here. Again, I'm not sure. The jury's out on quite how effective these are going to be in comparison to Titan Mechanic. Um, and a standardized testing. A good bit of removal, I think, in this deck. That's going to be nice indeed. Infomorph, 
enhanced two draw icons. Okay. Gosh, and this really sums it up. So this is a creature, it's a mutant, it's a stunning creature actually. It looks like a kind of robot phoenix type thing. It reminds me a little bit of the untamed card with the phoenix rising and I have forgotten what it is off the top of my head. But, you know, this is a four power creature which on its own is all right, but you're getting two draws from it, potentially more, because you might see those cards multiple times. Look at some of those Logos cards from past sets that we've gone, oh, that's good. You know, you maybe get one, one and a half, maybe two draws from the maximum. You're going to get two draws out of this. I like it. We have two Efferescent Principles as well. Hmm, these games are going to go long. And interestingly, both of these Efferescent Principles have got a damage icon on them. Um, and one has a card draw icon. Yeah, oh, I wish they were on a different card because sometimes I might get one of these and I really don't want to play it. I really maybe don't want to have two of these either. It is what it is. We'll see how it plays. I've got a feeling this is going to be quite a fun deck. We've got a couple of diametric charges here. This is the cool robot with uh, an amber pip on it. And finally, we have a card that I have never seen before. This is a dark amber vault. It is an artifact. It says, after you play a mutant creature, draw a card. Each friendly mutant creature gets plus two power. So I don't think we've seen that many mutant creatures, which is a shame. Let me just count through one... Obviously, we've got Sanctum, so there's not going to be many mutants in there, apart from Bulwark. Two, three. Yeah, we've only got three mutant creatures. In fact, I'm not sure what the creature count of this deck is, but I think it might be quite low. So this is a bit of a dead card, but I can see in some of those decks that are going to be stacked with mutant creatures, this could be seriously impactful. So I do like that a lot. Well, I am going to, without further ado, go and play this deck. And as I said earlier, I'm loving Mass Mutation. It might, it might just be my favorite set yet. And I said that about Worlds Collide and I standed by that about Worlds Collide. FFG, if you keep doing this, if you keep kind of coming out with a new set and it's even better than everything that's come before, then I am incredibly excited for the future of Keyforge, the future of this game, and of course, the community that plays it. So I hope that everyone is really having the same experience of mass mutation that I am. I hope everyone's enjoying getting in some game time. I hope everyone is looking forward to this release of mass mutation on TCO, the Crucible Online, where you know we can realistically play Keyforge with our friends uh, online, of course. But yeah, I'm really looking forward to getting in a few games with people um, in that digital way and sort of really looking into some of these decks that I've got in a slightly deeper way. Yes, Niffle Kong, I am looking at you. You're going to get more action. That's it from us from now. We are going to be back with plenty more Call of Discovery because there's a lot of discovery to be had. A new set has just dropped. You are going to be hearing from us very soon. If you like what you're hearing and you want to hear more of it, you want to see us in more places, then we are active on Twitter. We are active on Instagram and we're also on Facebook. 
If you've got any questions for us or you think we should be covering it, certain things, then you can always get in touch with us at any of those places or at discoverkeyforge at gmail.com. Yes, email us anything, maybe not quite anything, but most things. If you are willing and able, then please do join our Patreon family as well through the link below. And welcome to our two newest Patreons. I am, of course, talking about Duke and Robert Downs III. So thank you for your support. It keeps us going. It means that we can put the time and effort into what we're doing. And it means that we can really keep ourselves sounding the way that we want to sound and producing the content that we want to produce. So thank you very much. If you also have two seconds, then please, please, please do rate and review us wherever you listen to your podcasts, because then the podcast gods that be are going to spread this further and more people might hear of the Keyforge discovery. But most importantly, if you enjoy this podcast, please, please, please help a friend to discover it. Have you answered the call of discovery?